you once again for tuning into the Psychedelic Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Marie, here with my husband, Rob, and our favorite returning guest, Cami of Mystery. You're going to have to check that out. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Jinx, Cami. Hello. Um, <laughs> I love it when Cami's on. Same. I love it when I'm on, too. Yay! So many yays happen. Yay! Yay! So, we're doing a super interesting episode that everybody listening can relate to, and that is how to tell if somebody is lying to you. Okay. (laughs) If you wonder about our absence, I have a really good excuse, and I promise you won't be mad. We've been working super hard on Indie Pods United, which is our event coming up from the 29th of November to December 3rd. Cammy is one of the founders, and we have literally put a lot of effort into that, but we did post on our Facebook page that we would be gone for a little bit. Here we are, back again. Our sponsor, Artie Hoffman, is going to be joining us for this event. So go to IndiePauseUnited.com, grab your tickets. They're about to be 20 bucks, so do it now. And by abscess, Tina meant absence. Did I say abscess? Nobody here has an abscess tooth. <laughs> I have had one before. They are painful. But no current abscess teeth here. No. So... Anywho, this is going to be a pretty eye-opening conversation. Some things might make you want to punch yourself in the face because you're like, why did I not see that? And other things we we might hopefully be able to all give you different angles on these quote-unquote signs. We'll start with Cammie because she's our special guest. Cammie, say hi to everybody that doesn't know who you are because you're epic. Hello, everyone. I'm Cammie, and I am from the podcast Myth Story. You can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. That's literally like top two, because I think we are in second place to mystery when it comes to tops. In the world? No, just in for in my own brain. Yeah, it's uh, me and then you. And Tina's <laughs> in the world. Statistics are based off of Tina's brain. To each their own. But it is it essentially is number one and number two here, <laughs> two top dogs. Okay. So, Cammy, let's start with you. When you think of somebody that's lying, what are a couple of movements, gestures, things they say? What comes to your mind? Not making enough eye contact or making too much eye contact. Mm. Those are the two things. Now, some people look at people's mouths when people talk, and I get that, but if you literally never look into someone's eyes or only look into someone's eyes, then there's probably a problem. That's awkward that people look at mouths. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what telltale sign about the mouth is going to give that away? If you are maybe hard of hearing or, you know, have some kind of issue with figuring out the words as they're coming to you, like in a sound wave, looking at someone's lips makes it easier. I'm sure a lot of us have studied psychology to some degree, whether it's in school or whether it's for fun, if you're weird like me. Many of us understand body language, but there are so many things with people that consistently lie or pathological liars or even those that don't lie that much, but you're going to get caught by someone that does understand body language, facial expressions, etc. Rob, what is the top of your list? a sign that somebody could give you that tells they're lying. Have you ever been to a party 
and something noteworthy happens. You remember it. Your friends were there. They witnessed it. And then like a year or two later, they try to retell the story to somebody else. And they try to make it sound way more extreme than it actually was. He's making it sound cooler and he's making you sound cool by telling the story in a certain way. Like you might have been at the lamest get together ever. You hear somebody talk about it later and you're like, that party sucked and nobody was having fun at all. And we all know that. So so what happened? People like do embellishment. That. What happened? Yeah, like so. Nothing specific. There's just so many things. Just you notice the extravagance of the change of how they yeah, tell the story. Yeah, and they'll make something up. If they're describing a fight, they'll be like, oh, and he, he took his head and, and smashed it through an entire lunchroom table. When really, he just fell. When really, <laughs> yeah. Somebody just choked somebody to the ground. That was like my high school. People were just catastrophizing everything and trying to make everything dramatized. Telltale heart. They don't tell true stories. They don't tell the telltale heart. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I had to. I've done that before, but not to the extreme, like making stuff up. I might make something sound more awesome just with my adjectives, but I won't add a whole fake ass element to a story to make myself look better. Yeah. It's weird. Cammy, can you think back to a time that you possibly have lied to somebody that was close to you as well, where you can actually revisit that feeling and remember if you were strange in any of the interactions you had with the person that was involved at the time? Just like a big lie to somebody or like it's uncomfortable because you don't want to tell somebody their hair looks bad? Let's go with medium to decently sized lie. (laughs) journeyman Um, liar a medium well lie have you ever had a medium well lie i mean probably i don't really remember though not like that a medium well lie when your parents don't teach you right you want attention from them and so that carried on with me with little white lies for quite a while and I just realized three years ago I completely stopped lying altogether I'm just like super honest with everybody and my feelings and I don't care professional or personal whatever I'm angry you're all gonna know you know yeah that shows tremendous growth because when you go through certain things it's understandable and justifiable growing up how you can get into the habit of telling white lies. But they would be to save somebody else and right. not hurt somebody. You did really amazing. Not to make somebody look bad. Yeah, like not to help me or make them look bad, but really just because I wanted them to feel better. Sure. Or make yourself sound cooler, which I've, not done, me. I've done before. I'm not, that wasn't me. I never would do that. Or sound more skillful at something. Who, me? I'm skillful at everything. Well, I know that. (laughs) That was a white lie. Yeah, it just seems like a really hard pattern to break because I had some friends that would just lie about everything just just because, just for the fun of it. And it was probably built off of trauma. Have you had like a narcissistic trait or something? And it ties in, yeah, it ties in with all that. Yes, and we will get to that because I have the same feelings on that, Cammie. One of my favorite YouTube channels is Psych2Go, and that's a two, like the number two. And they have some really amazing short videos on everything that has to do with psychology, all kinds of 
everything, like mental disorders and stuff like this, narcissism, all that. And I have just always noticed that correlation between people that have sociopathy and narcissistic traits to be the best liars. And we will get back to that for sure. So Rob, do you want to go ahead and tell us some more obvious signs? Yeah, I kind of didn't answer the question the first time. All right. So some of the most obvious signs, evasiveness, people are less likely to be specific about something that they're not being true about. They're inconsistent. They can't keep their story straight. Kind of like police would use in an interrogation room. They tell the suspect to repeat the story over and over again. Sometimes they can't do that because it's rehearsed and they slip up. They didn't rehearse it backwards, so they're not prepared for that. People that tend to lie use recycled phrases. They have a hard time expanding on stories because they already rehearsed them. If you're telling the truth, you could tell that same story probably many different ways with different verbiage. You'd be able to mix up your phrases without jumbling the facts. Because it's true. Yes, exactly. Liars stick to the same phrases because they're worried about their story continuously. They can also make major mistakes. Remember somebody's name wrong? What? They'll forget how... I don't know names. How the story that they're fabricating, how that happened. One of the big obvious signs for me, especially with people that I've dealt with in the past, is their need to oversell you something. If you're happy and you're honest and you're telling the (laughs) truth about something, you don't need to overcompensate for anything. The conversation is weightless. It's trivial and there's no anxiety built up. When you're lying and you're trying to deduce all these things in your brain that can help you deceive somebody to get away with believing what you're saying, your mind is working and your cognition going a million miles a minute. So that impacts your nervous system. Those are signs that I feel like you would have to really dig for to understand and already have had a grasp on understanding those things. Because not Mm -hmm. everybody is a perfectionist at understanding body language, but also you're not listening to this person's heartbeat. You're not watching every shift of their eyes. You're not somebody that makes eye contact. Actually, those all are very tiny factors that many people probably just miss. If you're telling the truth, you use completely different muscles. It's a lot more strenuous on your face when you're lying. There are scientific ways to see that. It's just when you're in the moment and you're having a conversation with somebody, you can't scan their muscles to see if they're lying or not. I thought that was interesting. You use way more muscles in your face when you're trying to cover something up. Have either of you ever seen Lie to Me? I've seen it on Netflix. Who's in it? (laughs) I couldn't tell you. (laughs) It's a television show about a guy who is just extremely good at picking out when people are lying. And he has these things that he watches in people like, oh, there's a nervous tick or... Does it have Robert De Niro in it? Just because his name is Robert. Or Edward Norton. I have no idea who the guy is. I think it's Tim Roth, if I'm not mistaken. People that are very intuitive. Everybody is. Everybody has that intuition to know that gut instinct that feeling. You should delve deeper into it. This fictional character in this show 
has this ability. I mean, we all do. We all know when something's wrong. We all know when something doesn't seem right. And a lot of the trouble comes from when you don't listen to that gut instinct. That's probably really true. It is Tim Roth. Uh, okay. Don't know who that is. <laughs> he was the bellhop in Four Rooms. He's also in Reservoir Dogs, I think. Speaking of your gut instinct, there's like a detailed and in-depth analysis about your instincts. And there's like a certain number of ways that you can tell if your gut instinct is correct. There's cues for that too. So that's another layer to this onion of honesty and truth that people can look into. To go back to what you were saying about the different muscles that are used, Rob, in the face when somebody is lying, they mentioned something in that video that I'm I'm actually referring to, which will be in the description on Psych2Go. Certain people have crow's feet or frown lines for a reason. Do you guys feel like you have more crow's feet or frown lines? Cammy. <laughs> I have smile lines. Those are good. What do I have? I have crow. I mean, I have the like dark circles. Smile really big. Smile and look at me. Okay. I just have dark circles. Okay. Well, you actually have something that you can refer to about smile lines. Because this is all really important. These types of things show in a person's face. And I feel like, you know, people say wrinkles age you and whatever. But honestly, I think that smile lines. Thanks, Kiki. I feel like smile lines. Hold on. My cat's cute. <laughs> smile lines are awesome. I feel like smile lines are awesome. And I think that they show character in somebody's face. And I don't have a problem with that. When I smile, my eyes disappear. So I know that a lot of people have nervous tics when they lie. What do you guys know about that? Um, maybe clearing your throat or coughing when you don't need to cough to try to bide some time twiddling thumbs i guess twiddling thumbs uh, who does that i hate, I hate that that phrase twiddling my thumbs over here Fid just fidgeting hands i'd rather say that when people blink too much i mean that's just unnatural so you know they're trying to force something or their eyes hurt from crying from C lying so much crying and lying too much you might blink a lot i don't have anything now no take one of them and make it yours <laughs> Some people will rub their eyes or however they can get out of looking at the other person. People that, do wipe their faces and it's like almost an ego thing at the same time. I'm lying. I know it. Yeah. Look at me lie to you. You see this a lot in people who have committed a crime and they don't want to admit it. They'll laugh inappropriately too. Nervously. Sort like, of. It's almost like they've detached themselves from the situation so much. They're trying to be unreadable. Right. Nobody will know. Yeah. Yeah, no, but see, that's where those little exactly. micro expressions, I think, come into play. So the eyes, they say you smile with your eyes. Like you can do that. It doesn't have to come from here. You can look at somebody and smile with your eyes. You have that glow. And so that's part of where in all of this sociopathy can come into play. Because a lot of people say that people diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder or anything like that have not that smile to the eyes look 
you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody out there. That's yeah. just a you're being conscientious of how your facial expressions appear to other people. It's not natural. Somebody in casual conversation is not going to be worried about a nostril flaring, you know? Okay. What physiological characteristics could you think of when you think of somebody that is lying? Because we all know that those lie detectors that they use in courts and everything do not actually work. So how could we define somebody lying when it comes to physiological response? I mean, maybe sweaty palms or something, but how would you know unless you shake their hands? Hey, just just pause for a second. Let me shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying Good this job. Yeah, high five. <laughs> I will break out in eczema if you shake my hand. <laughs> now, people have passed these, and it is so unfortunate within the within everything when it comes to this type of test. It's not right that this is something that people can actually pass because some people that do have mental illnesses can get away with this and it's not a problem for them. They're so smart for the most part that they're able to take into account, don't think about this, don't do this, think about this if this gets said. Like I can only imagine what goes through a killer's head when they're doing a lie detector test and how many murderers have gotten away with it. I will say I watch a lot of true crime stuff I can't remember what I was watching, but one of the detectives who was trained on lie detector, he didn't get much from the lie detector itself. Like occasionally you would, but you get more from the conversation after. So like if there was a question about something, if you really thought somebody did it, you would say, hey, when I asked you question 24 about your wife's disappearance, you know, I noticed an elevated heart rate. Can you tell me more about that? That kind of thing. Smart. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to catch somebody in a lie or attempt to, just tell them to recount their story that they're telling you, but in reverse sequential order. Usually they have a really hard time doing that because they've rehearsed this story so much. They never thought that they would have to say it backwards. What were you wearing that day? Yeah, like, just simple randomly. questions like that that they wouldn't expect you to ask. That could really befuddle them. Befuddle. And <laughs> there are people that have innate abilities to spot liars. Some people are just oblivious, sometimes even go as far as to take up studying the psychological aspects of it, which I would do. I'm just saying some people just are clueless to liars. They have no radar. So they attempt to study it. Disagree. What is disagreeable? <laughs> What is disagreeable? So I don't know how true this is. This was in a psychology class I took where the professor was saying that certain brain injury causes people to be able to pick out lying. I don't know like what portion of the brain that you have to turn off to allow you to do this, but basically they could look, especially at politicians, they would watch videos of politicians and just die laughing because they could tell like when they were lying me <laughs> it's pretty easy to tell I, I mean yeah one of the really strong features of somebody that is definitely lying to you and this goes in hand with politicians is the fact that they will tend to use their hands over excessively and this can be used to really get like a crowd going like you're using those hand gestures properly i mean they teach you this when you go to school for things like public speaking 
they teach you this in TED Talks. What do you see? A whole bunch of arm flailing, right? right? But with person-to-person interaction, that's weird. Like, imagine, like, we're talking. Rob, look at me. You wouldn't believe it. Like, I totally did this thing. Since you can't see it because it's a podcast, Tina's flailing her arms around. I did this thing. I rode on this roller coaster, and oh my gosh, like, I'm not scared of them at all. The people in front of me popped out of the seats and died. They That's put scary. six flags on shutdown. And then what does that tell you? They brought the National Guard in and there was firings, but I escaped. I dodged all the bullets. <laughs> okay. I, I believe both out. of you. <laughs> right. That's believable. <laughs> See, I did a lot of arm waving and that's what happens. That's years of practice. This can't fully be taken completely into. scientific consideration any of this any of what we know about this because everybody is so different there are so many variables to what everybody has dealt with what they believe in what they understand what they don't what they choose not to believe in and how naive gullible or opposite they are from that so I feel like this does help for the general population but honestly there's so much more depth to it There is, and there has been studies done. Although there's never concrete yes and no answers to anything that we talk about, people can do research, and a common trait of a liar is to break eye contact. But at the same time, being an intelligent liar, you already know that, and so you try to make as much eye contact as possible. Which is creepy. Which is creepy, yeah, because then you just end up staring a person that's just talking, you know, is going to break eye contact. They're going to make eye contact. They're going to do other mannerisms. It's natural. You don't look away from somebody or just stare at somebody the whole time. Like, that's sketchy. There was a study done that says 70% of people that were telling lies in this experiment were found to look the person they were talking to in the eyes to appear more confident and act as if they have nothing to hide. But, like, the more you talk to them, the more the more cues you're going to get. I think that it really matters how much time you spend with the person or how much attention you pay to everybody that you interact with. Once you've trained yourself, or maybe you just have that innate ability to be able to pick that up on people, you will be able to see everything. And it's so apparent when it's happening to you. Or... When it's happening to somebody else and people don't always love you to tell them the truth about these things. Honestly, they really don't love it. They (laughs) they hate it. You know how they always say it's the quiet ones you need to watch out for? Sure. Yeah. Cammy, you're quiet. You're not really quiet, actually. Cammy's not quiet. You're not quiet. That was a lie. To other people, you might seem quiet, but to me, I know you're not. So (laughs) to people that don't matter, why do you want to have to try to talk more if you don't feel like it? I always feel like talking. I know that. (laughs) We're cancers, babe. Cammy and I. Two peas in a pod. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Rob's a Leo rising cancer, so he has me in him. Thank God for that. I bared his seed. Do we have a quiz this time? I can make uh, one up. It's I mean, like I my can... favorite part of the show. <laughs> Give me like five minutes and I'll have one. Okay. Hell yeah. 
Okay, we're going to do a quiz from playbuzz.com. I don't know where it's going. This was spur of the moment. Cammy jumped on because she's a sport and we're here. And she said, where's our quiz? And we're bringing the like... quizzes back. Right-handed and left-handed people tend to give different clues that they're lying. If you ask your roommate about having seen someone go into your bedroom and their eyes start up and to the left before they answer... Do you think that that person is lying to you or telling you the truth? So the eyes dart up and to the left before they answer. They could have seen a dark shadow scurry across the ceiling. There's not conclusive evidence to be able to form an opinion about this. The responses you can give, Cammy, are they're telling the truth. I'm sorry, I should have told you. They're telling the truth. They're lying unsure. To my left or their left? Okay, you're asking your roommate if they saw someone go in your room. Their eyes dart up, so I assume you're standing at their door, and to the left. So I would assume it's their left. If they're looking to their left, I do not think that they're lying. It's probably dependent on if they're right or left-handed. Or where the door is. Let a motherfucker look up if he wants to. Here, Rob, you read this question. (laughs) Now you ask your same roommate if they heard anything suspicious outside your room. Before they answer, their eyes dart to the right. Is your roommate lying to you about what they heard? I feel like if it darts to the right, then yes. Why? Like, I look to the left a lot to think, right? If I'm looking to the right, it's either checking my clock on my computer or I'm trying to think of something I don't already know. When I'm looking to the left, I'm trying to think of something I know. (laughs) So if you you don't already know it, then you're trying to make something up, right? He's probably lying. I may have heard this somewhere that if you're right-handed, you instinctually look to the right and vice versa. The left controls the right. The right controls the left. Funny, because if we want to get political. (laughs) Just kidding. We're not doing that. So, yeah, I mean, if he instinct look to the left or he was trying to lie and then he came out and looked the opposite way that sounds like a lie to me there's more to the story guys you then ask your roommate if they smelt anything suspicious or out of the ordinary coming from your bedroom before your roommate answers their eyes veer down and to the right do you feel like your roommate is lying to you i mean i have a pretty strong sense of smell i would have to be there physically but based off of these context clues It seems like he's being dishonest about something because why is he avoiding eye contact with people? Why is he looking at the floor? Now he shifted left, right, and down to the right. So it's like a whole square we're about to make if we keep going at this rate. His nervous system is not agreeing with his brain. I think lying. So two people are being accused of having murdered someone. You tell each suspect in a separate room that their murder victim has actually survived. You're lying. Each suspect smiles as you tell them. Suspect number one flashes a huge smile with eyes wide open, staring at you. Suspect number two smiles and their eyes get small as wrinkles and the skin around them bunch together. Which suspect is giving you a fake smile? I already say suspect one. Definitely the first one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely huge overcompensation there. So creepy. It is creepy. I would probably do that, though, if I didn't commit the crime. 
I would smile as big as I could because I knew I wasn't going to get in trouble. I am sure so many people have been incarcerated just based on that thought. Like just, I'm going to get away with this. I'm (laughs) totally fine. Look at me. And now I look dumb in my mugshot and everybody thinks I'm a murderer, even (laughs) if I'm not. Okay. So what do you guys want to go with? Is it suspect one or two? I think the consensus is suspect one. Based off of the text, yeah, I was number one. Okay, your turn. Your friend is telling a story. During the course of telling the story, they nod their head up and down as if saying yes. Has this person just exhibited evidence of lying? I say yes. I didn't really understand the question. (laughs) Your friend is telling a story. During the course of the story, the person that's telling the story is like nodding their head up and down. Like suggestively making you, you yeah, like you trying to me. make you agree. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely God. lying. The same person telling that story shakes their head back and forth while doing so. Has this person exhibited a sign of lying? They could just be really passionate about the story. You know how certain people clap their hands as they're talking? They could just be really passionate about it. They're shaking their head no. So I really like, think that. This is the greatest thing ever. Like, would you believe me if I said that that way? It's just I'm in a trance. You just <laughs> she's back and forth. Could be left, right, and front and back. Just swaying their head back, okay. like you know what I mean, doing extra body okay, movements yeah. oh, to okay, try so, and yeah, convince somebody. Because they were up and down before, right? They're nodding their head up and down, but now they're nodding their head back and forth. I shake my head a lot. So I think that person's lying because they're saying no. Yeah, because it's like their subconscious is saying like, I'm going to shake my head this way. This never even happens to me. Like this feels really weird to shake my head left and right. I do this a lot so that people know I'm engaged in a conversation. And also I talk with my hands because I was taught that, especially doing interviews and stuff. People also repeat words or phrases when they're trying to give an excuse. And say, um. And they talk more to seem more open, honest, and genuine. So they're talking too much. That's also overcompensation. I agree. On to the next one. A clearing of the throat can be a sign of deceptiveness, but not always. When are these actions a possible sign a person is lying? Is it... A person clears their throat after they answer. I hear so many people do that. Mm. A person clears their throat before they answer. Awkward and you're just weird. A person clears their throat during their answer. That's that's strange. Shout out Alex Hilton. I think the third one is the weirdest. Before you talk, you may want to clear your throat before you say something. After you talk, you may need to clear your throat after you say something. But if you're clearing your throat mid-sentence, there's something going on there. Personally, I think that somebody that's lying would do it after a statement of a lie because they've planned for that lie. So they have this whole idea in their head, just like they do with a polygraph test, that they are going to be deceptive and this is going to be their response and they've got this whole thing laid out. So after they're done, I feel like clearing their throat would almost be a coping mechanism for them to be like, got rid of that, like I got it out. Or it could be before because most people don't have to clear their throat after they've already tried to engage in speaking. Actually, yes. I'm going to go with Rob on this one. I think it might be before now that I'm thinking about it. Because it's like you weren't ready. It's like you were thinking about all this. Yeah, you gave yourself a second to think. Yeah. 
you forgot to clear your throat and like let me clear my throat and you're nervous and, and your mouth is drying up you know that makes sense too. complete sense i think it all really is circumstantial just like everything that we ever speak about here with your favorite panel of non-experts are yeah. so we're gonna go with what y'all said which is a person clears their throat before they answer so they're telling us to select the answer below, which you believe to be a sign someone isn't telling the truth. They promise high return rates if you invest all of your money with them. They touch their face a lot. They are gifting you a large wooden horse sculpture. They are running for political office or all of the above. That is so hard. It's more than one of them. The horse sculpture... I wouldn't choose, but since I think the other three are answers, I'll go all of the above. Investing all the your money. The most famous deception of all time is the wooden horse, right? Yeah. The Trojan horse. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, another mystery Yay! reference. How perfect was that? I mean, obviously, you wouldn't want to invest all of your money with somebody. That's red flag city. But they may believe it themselves, so they may not actually be lying. I think I'll go with touch your face a lot. That's what I was going to go with, too, because these are signs someone might yeah. not be telling you the truth. First of all, you don't know about these high return yeah. rates. We don't have enough backstory on that. I should have read it more like, objectively. Yeah, it's touch your face. Yeah. Okay. Y'all, y'all are right. I didn't get that. to explain everything, but okay. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. So we're going to go touch their face a lot. Boom. Here we go. Let's see what happens. Do we get answers? That's my song for this. Based on your answers, guys, collectively, we are great at spotting liars. Mm. Yes. Yes. I knew it. And let's see. It just do, comes do, natural. Do. Why is it talking about Slytherins now? Anyways, <laughs> all that we need to wow. know is that we are great. And I don't think it would have said, like, you are shitty or you are bad. So I'm pretty sure yeah. that that just means we're great. Go but, take the test. That'll be in the description as well. They had a picture of Malfoy from Harry Potter. And he was just slithering in the up. picture. I don't know what that had to do with it, but you know, at least we got our answer. So back to some pretty typical signs that somebody that is trying to lie or to deceive you would be their tone of voice will change. Not all the time, but it can. When you're nervous, your voice's pitch gets higher because the muscles in your vocal cords tighten up. So what happens if your dude and your balls haven't dropped yet? Well, then that pitch is going to be extremely high. Can you give us an example? Give me a context. Hey, mom, I didn't pour water into your vodka bottle. Hey, mom, I didn't That's pour terrible. Already bad. No. What I had in mind was like a Morty voice. Yeah, it sounded more like Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's not my comfort zone to do a high pitch. Let's do it. Live voice. I'll be a boy. All right. I my just balls need, have just dropped. I just need some support. All right. Here we go. Y'all give me a line. You are promising high return rates if I invest all my money. Based on all of the things that you've given me here, ma'am, I can say that I can really, I am I, trying to tell you right now that you've got to sign this deal. And this is why. Okay, I can promise you a high return rate indefinitely. Just sign the agreement. Okay. Because really, I talk like this, so. That was perfect. Yay. Baby, you can't just show me up like that. 
<laughs> I tried to teach him how to sing last night. Oh, I did. All right. He did. We sang Al- Alanis Morissette. She, she taught me how to, to sing from the core. I've usually sang just from up here. His throat. My throat chakra. <laughs> Ooh. Liars tend to give vague answers. Oh, I have something important to do. I can't hang out with you. Has this happened to you guys before? Yeah. What is the circumstance you can think of where this has happened to you? Hundreds of times. Yeah, I mean, I I can't think of like a specific, but like (laughs) maybe a friend that's always like, I can't do this. Oh, but I'm definitely going to do it this time. Oh, man, something came up. It's never like specific what came up. It's just something did. Right. And then you're like, are you okay? And they're like, meh. They're so stoked about the idea of hanging out at a later time, but when the time always comes, it's like them. it's like the time has to be for them. I can't next right. time. No, I totally get that, and I, that's fine. Like I would understand they don't have to lie to me. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I love Cammy. Yeah, I don't like hanging out with people. So if they say they can't, I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I'm shy. You're not shy. I'm just next. kidding. Um. They repeat the question that somebody asked them before answering it. How do you do that? What was you doing with my b- on Friday after the game? Don't say that those words. <laughs> repeat the sentence because no. what, what were you doing with my girl after the football game on His Friday? His voice got all high. <laughs> Did you hear the voice change? What I was did- I doing with your girl? Friday after the game? <laughs> Cammy. Cammy, what are you doing with me? Cammy. <laughs> What the heck is going Dana, on? You're supposed to repeat it too. Yeah, Cammy, what are you doing with his girl? I'm so what? confused. Because <laughs> I was being the liar. Oh, okay. Do it again. Do it again. Were you gaslighting my lie? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> what was you doing with my girl? Say it regular. <laughs> yes. Hey, bro. I heard that you were hanging out with my girlfriend. I can't handle this. Wait, 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 wait. You heard I was hanging out with your girlfriend? That was good. Good lie, Cammy. <laughs> I've heard it from multiple people. I just really want to get to the bottom of it. Wait, you heard it from multiple people? Uh, more than one, yes, ma'am. Me too. More than one person. At least two, three, four, five people. Well, which was it? Two, three, four, five. Damn, she's good. Well, why does it matter? <laughs> why does it matter? Are you lying to me? Yes. <laughs> that was probably like the best improv thing that could ever happen on this show. Next. All right. Cammy, you, you can go. Cammy. Do you have any thoughts? That was so good. That was really good. I don't um, want to just monopolize it with factoids. I, no, I do want to know, Cammy. Do you think that a compulsive liar is built or born? I think that they're probably built. I mean, it could be a little bit of both, but I think if you grow up with maybe narcissistic parents or parents with some kind of personality disorder, that it would be easier to lie about things. Right. Than to like tell the truth. So yeah, I think like lying in general is probably something that you learn. Although children are very good at it. You know what? Our daughter sucks at it. (laughs) Well, they're very good at deceiving, not necessarily outright lying. She spilt her 
melt and has been for the past week or two all over the floor. She dribbles it all over the mm-hmm. house, like does crop circles with milk. And then Rob and I were like, what did you do with your milk? And she said, and we call it dodo. It's a Filipino term. It's milk in Filipino. It's bottle, actually. So what did she do? She was pointing at it and she was explaining the whole situation. I felt bad because I felt like I was shaming her, but I was just, I was just kidding with her. I was like, Baba, like, what did you like? What is this dodo spill that mama's referencing here? She would walk to the same spot and be like, dodo. She felt dodo shamed. She felt milk shamed. I did it the next day. I was like, what is this? I hear about you pouring dodo on the floor. I got so mad. And then she did the same thing a day later. She showed him again. Like, this is where I did it. Because she's like the cutest little girly girl. So she literally walked around the house and pointed at everywhere she would have put the milk on the floor. And then she did it the next day. Dodo has been thrown around for her whole life. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that I actually want to bring up, when I was in anthropology, I remember studying about these particular monkeys, and I don't remember the name of them or anything, but they live in the tree in the canopy, and there are all sorts of animals that live on different levels of the canopy, and they have different words for different things. So if there's food, they have like a word for food, or if there's danger, they have a word for danger. So it's like a leopard they'll have a specific call that they do for that to warn them. And they also listen to the bird calls. So the birds will also like call if there's a leopard and they, they'll respond to that stuff too. They understand what, what everybody's talking about. So there was one monkey where there was like a bunch of fruit on the tree, but the monkey wasn't getting it because the other monkeys were like taking it all. So the monkey made the leopard call. And all the other monkeys like scattered and ran higher in the tree so they couldn't get taken by the leopard. And that monkey just sat there and ate all the food. Associa monkey. <laughs> so lying, <laughs> lying isn't unique to humans either. It's not supposed to be. I think it's a very natural thing to happen. It's a defense mechanism a lot of the time. It's a coping mechanism well, sometimes. And it's, it's uh, also a disorder. It's deception. You know, it doesn't have to be a verbal lie. It's just deceiving somebody. No, that means lie. And I feel like there's so many different ways to categorize the word lie. There can be the type of lie where you're protecting somebody else, protecting yourself because you're scared. You are lying because it's all you know. You are lying because you think it's right for someone else. There are so many different ways and so many other factors that go into this that really none of these facts can be a hundred percent true because it's all contingent on the person that's hearing them sometimes you have to lie no no i'm not saying in any trivial situation i'm saying sometimes you have to lie why in a sense that if there's danger sometimes you have to lie whatever that may look like sometimes you have to deceive the bad guy give us an example Anybody can think of any example. I really couldn't. You're like tied up in like knots with your hands behind your back and somebody's coming in to kill you or something. The police are coming. I called them. You better run. That's a justice lie. Did you call the police? Did you? I know I didn't. (laughs) Because that put you guys here. She called the police. (laughs) Did you see how my eyes darted from left to right? Right. (laughs) Did it on purpose. Hashtag acting. Liars will often quickly try to end a conversation 
I got to go. They act indifferent to whatever you're asking them. They check their watch, you know, they'll sigh, they'll shrug, and they'll appear that they're bored. So that maybe that would alleviate some of the pressure. I think that makes sense for acquaintance lies. Yeah. Do you think not telling somebody something is a lie? Withholding information? Is that considered a lie? I mean, if you're directly asked something and then you don't have a good reason to withhold it, I mean, I still wouldn't consider it a lie. English definition of lie, it technically wouldn't be, but it's still deception. So there's still other negative words that you can attach to doing that. I think if directly asked, you are to be truthful and this person means enough to somebody. If you are directly asked by that person that means something to you, they're not just an acquaintance. They're not just a basic friend. Then you need to be honest. Well, if they ask you, then yeah, absolutely. That's a lie. Are you talking about like in a relationship, let's say you cheated and the person never mentioned it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that being a lie, but like stuff that just wouldn't come up. Why would it be a lie? Well, something that was pertinent to your friend or the person. To the situation, I see. That you know that they deserve to know. I feel like if it's hurting you personally as well as a human, that makes it a lie in its own right. If that Mm. is affecting you and you know you're affecting them, because what humans do is project, that would create this deception into a full-blown lie. Because then you are living on the basis of a whole foundation of lies, most likely. And people have varying degrees of consciousness and empathy. If something's eating you up and you have to question whether you're making the right decision by telling somebody something or not, it's probably something that's conflicting within your soul. It's not something that you could probably continue to lie about. I think it's contingent upon the person and their moral compass. It's still wrong either way, despite the degrees of the way people feel about it within themselves. But like, if something's really eating you up and you have to ask somebody, oh, is this bad? Like, should I do this or that? That's a problem. What advice can we give the audience for somebody that might be struggling with telling the truth to someone close to them or how to avoid being in these situations? Yeah, if you're in a situation of something where it's, if it really is going to hurt the other person for them to know, maybe think about your intent on telling them. But if it's something that they should know, maybe it hurts them more not to know. You just have to be brave. I mean, you could say maybe the situation would be worse if you told the person and many bad things would stem from it. But that still doesn't make it right. That's still something wrong that you have to make right, regardless of what mind projection you have of the future of the chain reaction of those events unfolding. It's not for you to predict what's going to happen. It's about clearing your conscious. That's the next right thing to do. Right. So, right. If you did something bad, I was thinking like if there was just something you knew about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go a step further and say that if you were holding on to something bad, not you in particular, but anybody out there, if you're holding on to something bad, that's a lie and it's eating you up inside you better believe it's going to eat up everybody around you so if you care about those people you won't do that to them you will do what you know is right because 
believe it or not, most people are very intuitive and whether or not you want it, it's going to affect all of your relationships regardless, especially if somebody is extremely empathetic and completely intuitive. They will always know and the truth always comes out. So like it's better now than never. Also, to any listener out there that may hear this and be in a stage in their lives where they're becoming more dishonest and untrustworthy, you know, that's not who you are in your essence. You find yourself going down that slippery slope. Your brain can become accustomed to lying once your brain benefits from getting away with something where you're lying. It becomes more comfortable in your brain to bend the truth. Your stress responses decrease and your nervous system becomes less sensitive. So experienced liars physically and mentally can become more equipped to deceive people. It's a learned thing. So if you find yourself telling a little lie here, a little lie there, oh, I'm going to stop soon. This isn't me. You take that for granted and you think you can just keep telling a little white lie here, a lie there. That starts to add up into a pile. It's going to become easier and easier for you. And it can, in a sense, become an addiction. Yeah. Not an addiction that you want to have. I wonder if people who are lying get some kind of, I don't know if it's an adrenaline rush or something. Like a thief does. If it benefits them, they usually get a rush. Some people just do it just because they feel powerful. No, I think it really does correlate with what she's saying. I've always thought that. I feel like when I was a child and I lied, like when I was seven or eight years old, I lived in England and I stole a bunch of teddy bears to learn how to count. Mm-hmm. And there were different colors. And I was just reminded of this the other day, which is why I'm bringing it up. So I put them in my purse because we weren't supposed to bring them home. Not purse, backpack. And I brought them home. I got in trouble the next day. But really, like, my stealing of those was just because someone had told me not to. And I wanted to learn properly on my own. And I was going to return them. So, like, how do you even decide what's a lie if you're going to be honest in the end? If it's, like, a quick thing. A little deception. You didn't even know about it, but here is the truth. And it's not really going to hurt you. It's not going to break a relationship. Where does white lie and manipulation really begin? That's something we're going to have to get into another time. I think that it, it starts and ends within yourself. Only you can gauge what is right and what is wrong to you individually. Do you guys want a story? Yeah. This is about me not lying, but people thought I was. My friend Justin and I were best friends. I could finish his sentence. He could finish mine. We were just really in tune with each other, basically. One day, he asked me to take him over to someone's house. And I was like, cool, whatever. I took him over. Guy wasn't there. And Justin was like, well, I'm just going to go inside. And I was like, okay, go look for him. I don't care. I'll sit out here. Like, I'm not going to this guy's house because the guy kind of, I don't know, skied me out a little bit. So I'm in my car. Justin comes out and he's like, you know, that was really weird. Like, I went into his house and his stove was on and there were rags everywhere. And I was like, yeah, that is really weird. Did you move the rags? He was like, yeah. And I turned off the stove. Did you move the rags? Yeah, but 
I mean, I had to clarify what he was talking about because I was like, why would somebody have rags? He's like, I don't know. They look like they were soaked in grease. It was really strange. So anyway, we drive away. As we're leaving, the guy that he was supposed to meet walks across the back of somebody else's house and starts waving to Justin. Well, to my car, I guess. And Justin's like, oh, there he is. And he goes out and he goes to see this guy. I'm not naming the guy like specifically because for reasons. (laughs) So anyway, about 45 minutes later, I get a call from the fire department and the guy's house is burned down. Justin and him had left. I had left. The fire department was like, can you come down and answer some questions? And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) So I, I go down, I go and answer the questions. Okay, you're free to go. Okay, cool. Well, Justin and this other guy were basically, they stayed away all night. Like it was whatever. And then the next day I get a phone call from them. Hey, my house burned down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know the, the fire department told me. So they brought Justin in for questioning and then they call me back and they bring me back in for questioning. Yeah. And our stories were so similar he didn't know about the fire until the fire department told him. Like I, I knew he was away. Like I wasn't going to say anything. I thought they had already known anyway, but our stories were exactly the same. Even the things that Justin said that I would say, I said, and they thought that we had burned this guy's house down because our stories were so similar. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They and, can't um, both be telling a hundred percent of the truth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why Why are their stories exactly the same? Let's pin it on anyone we can. Right. So years later, the guy is arrested for the, the fire. The guy that Justin was meeting, apparently he was trying to frame us for the fire. Wow. Yeah, he was just trying to collect insurance or something. People do some outlandish stuff, folks. <laughs> that was a really cool story. Yeah, that that was... brings up a lot of stories in mind. Same. But uh, it's too long for this no that was a good cammy um, story yeah that's cammy we've covered a lot today and we were really happy to bring on cammy of mystery m-y-t-h-s-t-o-r-i-e.com that'll be in the description she has been on here a couple of times check out our last episode we did together i believe it was sleep deprivation right it was yes. awesome we are really excited for Indie Pods United, the first ever. We've worked on this together. Everybody that's sitting here right now and a lot of other amazing people, happy to be sponsored by Rockabella Brands. Check her out. She's doing it for a good cause. And also, thank you, Artie Hoffman. He'll be there at the summit and Pinecast. If you ever want to start a pot up. A Pinecast. A Pinecast or a podcast, then go to Pinecast.com. Check it out, seriously, and hit us up, IndiePodsUnited at gmail.com. Pinecast is literally $10. You have a tip jar. It's amazing. I've been using it since the onstart of my podcast. Check it out. Any last thoughts on any type of liars, any stories? I mean, you've told some great ones, Cammy. but any last final thoughts on what this whole conversation has been about? I know we went off on a tangent that's all going to be cut out, no worries. Lying is exhausting. It's going to come back to you. It's going to catch up to you. Just don't do it as best as you can. Don't do it in a crazy way. That's always going to be bad for you and everyone around you. But also, like Shirley Temple said... 
Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, it's only a day away. McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Just kidding. No. Nobody has ever mashed those two up in the history of existence. <laughs> Nobody. That was one of a kind. Whatever. No, I'm starstruck. Shut up. You got some pipes on your girl. <laughs> <laughs>